on episode 11 of Convergence. What is this podcast for? Brendan is working on a method. And what would happen if you started a business and didn't know who it was for? I made myself buy a a Valve Steam Deck yesterday. Mm, mm. Is that so? Is that like a game controller for Valve, or what's that? What's the Steam Deck? It's like a big Switch. Um, It's um, so it's essentially a full gaming PC that runs Linux and the Steam Store. Nice. Um, And it's quite big and hefty because it is. It's like it's a full PC, um, but it's a handheld um, and. so yeah, um, I bought it because I found myself going into a little spiral yesterday of sitting on the sofa and this is in the evening and thinking about things that I should be doing rather than sitting and chilling out because mm-hmm. I'd done my morning exercise, I'd cooked a healthy and frankly delicious breakfast. I had made good decisions. I had worked hard. Um, and I sort of shut down. You know, I tend to shut down around six. And, you know, I don't want to then do anything that I don't have to do. Um, and so I was sat on the sofa thinking about what I was, yeah, just going through like, okay, I, I could watch this thing or I could read this article, I could learn this thing. And, or I could think about that, and it was just like, dude, you you have to stop. You have to do something else. You need downtime. Yeah, that is purposeful downtime that is enjoyable. And um, I have my Nintendo Switch, but I, I feel like the games don't really give me that much of the sort of the excitement that, or the the satisfaction or the sort of real um immersive kind of feel that i you know the games that i would maybe sit and play on my ps4 um which are very expensive um and it takes ages to boot up a ps4 and there's always an update and there's always something else that needs you and there's always a controller that needs recharging oh my god yeah um uh, versus i could get this thing and it could just sit there in my living room staring at me reminding me to use it reminding me to sit and play with it um and I could play some of my old favorite games, like Half-Life 2, um, and, and and those kinds of things, and have that enforced downtime, spend time doing something that I find fun, safe in the knowledge that I've done the things that I need to do today. Nice. I like it. Good, uh, good logic and reasoning around a fun purchase. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And it was, it was, it was really. It's very rare that I have a sense of like, dude, you need this because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I just, I caught myself at the time, um, just going, wow. <laughs> um, so I watched a couple of videos and 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 made the purchase, and it arrived today. And it's, uh, uh, I I I had to stop myself because um, it arrived, and then I sort of got it set up. Um, Steam is it's amazing how popular Valve have become considering how hostile they are towards their users but also aren't aren't kind of like Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo all kind of a little bit hostile to their users too 
I think they're maybe not in the same way. I think they're more hostile to their to the developers who license the games. To be honest, um, yeah. Anything, anything you Google to be like, can I do this? Steam Valve's like, no, no, and there is no no recourse. I can't change my account username. Um, I can't. I mean, logging in was a was an absolute nightmare. I had to go through so many different layers to get the Steam Deck to log it. Like I had to download the. Oh, it just doesn't matter. But um, I have to. I mean, they have they have have so much hacking. Like I I remember like they've had they have they seem to have a lot of people trying to get into their servers yeah. to hack stuff. Game so, pe- yeah, the people. Their security suck. is. That's <laughs> the answer. Um, I was reading up on a thing. Um, about Felicia Day, who was a who was an uh, an actor who, yeah, spent a lot of time in kind of gamer culture back in the day because that's what she was into. And just reading unkind things that Reddit say about her, just because it's just like game gamer people suck. Like I don't mean people who play games; I mean gamer people. You know who you are. You suck. Gamer people, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but that was an unpleasant experience. But I said I'm, I'm sort of I'm, I'm mostly there. I've got all these other games i can't access which is a real pain like i bought them years ago and unless i'm going to log out of this account and then log into another account and bearing in mind how much of a painful process it is to log into steam i'm just like you know if i want half-life 2 on another account i'm just gonna have to buy it again it's only eight pound fifty it's probably worth (laughs) worth doing that than the stress um because it's supposed to be fun um but yeah, so that's uh, that's where I am on this Friday afternoon, as it is for me. How about you, sir? What is what is alive for you? Oh, um, I don't know. I I had uh, I had a little bit of a uh, um, what's the word? <laughs> the, uh, housekeeping uh, uh, that I wanted to check in with you about. Actually, um, when we when we first started this podcast, uh, it was kind of a an experiment for for you to host on your own service and like kind of kick the tires and test it out and stuff. And so you were getting a benefit out of it, even though you were also bearing the cost of it uh, by by hosting it. And now you're hosting it on Transistor, I think. Uh, and so you're just paying for that. Nah. And I'm and you're also editing. I, I mean, I, I can I can. I can sort of alleviate that particular concerns. I'm not paying extra to, to host it because um, of yeah, transistors business model means that um, that's not an issue. Okay, cool. I just, I was wondering if I should be sending you like a, a weekly or monthly. Or... Um, no, no. Um, thank you. Um, but Great. I'm really glad. <laughs> to, to address the slightly, the, the, the earlier point. Um, yes, it was about having something there on what was Bramble, and we can talk about that because someone emailed me about it today. Um, There was that, but it was also about having a show that feels more like a... more like the shows that other people make. Because, you know, I I do the Daily Show and I was doing my other sort of things. And those are the sorts of things are not like what people make (laughs) when they make podcasts. Um, And so felt good to have something that was more like an actual podcast. So, yeah. So I have been taking action. Uh, I, uh, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, the divergence and conversation we've had after that. And my, um, 
you know, taking too much, too much on, on myself and, and, uh, not, not having enough enough boundaries or self-care and that kind of area. So I've been listening to, um, well, I, I just, I just listened to an audiobook called, uh, Affirmations for Empaths by Judith Orloff, MD. And that was, uh, it was, it's supposed to be a book that you listen, you listen to or read for a whole year. <laughs> There's like 52 affirmations and you, you sit with each one for a week and yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. That'd be great. I probably should maybe do that, but it's not how either of us roll, is it? No, no. I just listened to the whole thing and it was, it was really yeah, cool. Yeah, Pac-Man munched through the whole book. Yeah. And it was actually, uh, it was pretty great. Like, cause because I kind of got to zoom through a bunch of them that I already really know intrinsically. Um, like, it has a lot of basics in there. And so they're great to hear and be reminded of, but I don't need to sit with that for a week. I can move faster than that. Um, but there were there were some that were definitely like, great reminders. I didn't really write down too many of them, but I did write some some thoughts down from it. Um, but what was also cool is that she would, she would ask you three questions, uh, which I didn't write down the questions, but there were que- you know, probing questions of like, how does this make you feel as an empath? What do you, how, how is this going to be- benefit you and stuff? And you'd answer these in a journal entry about each, each mantra or each affirmation. And then she would also answer those sometimes as well. And she would give her perspective on either herself or her past clients and, and, and seminars that she's given and answers that she's received back. And so you get this extra context of how other empaths also feel about that situation. And that was a really kind of nicely well-rounded. It felt like there was more than just these saying, like if you get a, there's, there's like decks of cards, you can get a flashcards where it has, affirmations and, and mantras and stuff on them. I've gone through I've gone like the Matt Kahn deck and have the Elena Brower deck and they're, they're nice. You, know, you can just read them and you can say them to yourself over and over again and you can really sit with it and think about it. But having that extra rounded out kind of process there and context was really great. And so that was a, that was a fun, that was a fun hour. It was only an hour long, which is great. Um, yeah, and I chose I chose that book to uh, to specifically address like the areas of concern and improvement that I needed. And um, one thing that was interesting is that it it uh, it reminded me of a message I also heard from the Spirit Hacking book by Shaman Durek, which, but it was actually said kind of in the opposite way, but in the same the same kind of end goal. So in in Judith's book, she would say that um, it's not selfish to do self-care. It's not selfish to take care of yourself. Preach. And yeah, yeah, love it. I agree 100%. Also, <laughs> yes, and it's completely okay to be selfish. Selfish has been kind of ruined as a word and it, it you know w- when we when we say selfish as a bad thing we're kind of talking about like arrogance or um self-centeredness not looking out for others putting yourself yeah yeah uh, yeah putting yourself above others or putting others down and and that's you know, it, it one needs to be selfish like we're all 
we're all selfish. Like we all, we all have to be, nobody's going to, nobody's looking out for us, but us, we have to be selfish. Um, and, uh, and I, I kind of like that, that aspect, you know, it's kind of the same, the same thing, just in different ways. One is trying to reclaim a word and one is just trying to go with the flow of the word. But, um, both are saying you got to take care of yourself. And that's, that's really, uh, that's a good message. Yeah, there's a book that I'm trying desperately to find that uh, I was introduced to, might even be 2022, which is possibly why it's not showing up in my Audible history. Uh, but it was something along the lines of an empath's survival guide. In fact, yes, I think this might be it. The Empath, uh, yes, the Empath Survival Guide by uh, Judith Orloff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, I would uh, think that might be a good starting place. Um, I am only part way through it. Um, I started it uh, a while back because. <laughs> Patron saint of the show um, and my my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> Anna um recommended this to me uh and as a way of trying to sort of nail down are you like a capital E empath um you know as someone who is sort of pretty empathetic and she's she's talked about how her empathy has led to um all sorts of issues i can't remember if alcohol was a thing for her i think overeating is one of the things and there's a few things there that um because of what empathy can do to your energy if you are highly empathetic um then you know there are these things and she gives you like a a bit of a questionnaire if you like uh, to to score yourself to to say you know are you a i can't remember if the is it hyper empathetic or super or you're a super empathic or something like that to figure out where on the scale you might sit um which uh, I think is, yeah, worth worth investigating. Yeah, I, I got that written down. I'll check that out. Link I think I remember seeing it in my. Um... <laughs> awesome. I, uh, I I tend to, I, I try as hard as I can to get everything through the library, and I use a, uh, I use a great app called Libby, that just connects with the local libraries, and uh, I get so many audiobooks and and ebooks through there. It's really, really fucking great. Yeah, I think I. Um, it would be interesting for me to go back to my local library and, and ask them like, like th 25 years ago, I used to have a library card. Do I, <laughs> am I still on your records? Cause it'd be fun to like, rather than set one up again, I don't know. It'd just be fun because there will be a record there. And in fact, I might even ask them if, if they've still got it, if they can print out my record. Um, cause I know, yeah, up until I was probably 17 or 18. Um, it would be really fun because that was our, you know, that was my local library. And then I moved away and then now I'm back. It is once again, my local library. Um, and so, yeah, it would be good to get the, get myself the, um, cause I started looking, I think in 2020 when everybody was talking about that kind of stuff. And I thought, yeah, I'm into the library for ages. And it would also be fun to have a look at Libby because I can munch through audiobooks. Uh, and it would be nice if I didn't have to, um, use a credit on, um, a particular book that I'm, you know, I mean, Amazon is reasonably generous with their returns policy, but I have 
come up i have hit up against the limit um because uh, it was i bought some stuff about um there were a couple one of them was buddhism um trying to get a really good just like crash course um and there was one or two others that were basically just scams um they were just you know real nonsense uh very 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 bad books and so i returned those and that sort of you don't see it anywhere but amazon is keeping a record and if you fight if they find you return too many they're like uh-uh. <laughs> i actually had that i had that happen with home depot <laughs> I, I i somehow returned too much stuff and they're like nope we don't we won't take any more it's probably that was that was a couple of years ago but because i would i would try to just like buy i'd buy like 30 percent more than i would need so that i could just return the extra and i would have it on hand if i needed it and then but they were like nope do better calculations <laughs> okay <laughs> shit <laughs> so a lot has happened to you since last we spoke yes uh got in another car accident actually i don't know if i told you that yeah uh, got rear-ended yeah. uh on my birthday oh yeah that was fun actually it wasn't so well it was it was really hard it they hit us really hard um but anyway that's beside the point but, but because i was uh because i was uh feeling very fatigued and uh, not wanting to do stuff um then we were we were out at the beach uh my mother-in-law rented a beach house and for the for the new year's and we were out there for like four days and just relaxing and i finally man this is so great finally decided to put together i took some time to do some projects i had on the back burner so uh so on my birthday Margaret and I did the coolest thing I've ever done on my birthday. It was so fun. You're, you're, I think I can't remember if I talked about this last last time, but uh, you're familiar with the YouTube show Hot Ones, where a guy interviews uh, a celebrity while eating hot wings of increasingly um, hot hot sauces. Yes. Yeah. So we uh, we were kind of getting. We found a couple celebrities that we we liked on there, watching like Elijah Wood and Pete Holmes and and Bill Burr and a couple others, and we kind of got into it and we we're like, this would be fun to do. And then we decided to do it on my birthday, and we each asked each other ten questions as we go through ten wings. I, I picked out a bunch of different hot sauces from a local place, and um, God, dude, it was so great. It was so fun. It was fun to do. It was fun to prepare for. And I recorded it. I, I set up two iPhones facing each of us and I then, uh, threw it into Descript and, and was like, let's try out their, uh, video editing. They, they, they tout so much and, uh, and, and put it together. It's up on my YouTube and it, it was fucking fun. It was so great. I'm so we asked each other, like, we didn't tell each other what the questions were and surprised each other with it. And we asked each other some really fun questions that were, like, probing and, and also some silly stuff. And, oh, God, it was such a great time. And then a cool thing happened because of that. Um, so so I, I let my Descript subscription lapse quite a while ago because I I only edit one podcast and she subscribes. And so I don't need to do it and... So I was just using the free tier. Well, the free tier sucks now. It used to be great. Now it, it's super limited, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't really do what I thought I wanted to do in Descript 
Um, so I subscribed for a month just so I could do the hot, hot ones uh, video. I actually call it hot twos, but anyways, uh, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well, I didn't want to do trademark infringement or of anything. Course not. I had to call it something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have, I have the subscription for a month and I, and I'd finished the other video and it's like, well, and I got all this downtime because I don't want to move because I'm, I'm sore from the car accident. And I'm around family. And I'm just thinking, maybe this time I finally edit the wedding video. And I did it, dude. And it's, it's incredible. It's so good. It's, when, I, when I had the thought before the wedding of it'd be fun to put together a wedding video like it'd be i would love to hire a videographer and have them take video of the whole thing and then i could edit a video afterwards i was able to almost exactly create that vision i had before beforehand like two years ago two, two and a half years ago and i'm just so like proud of it uh there's only there's very few missing shots. There was none of um, my friend Aaron who uh, played a song during the mother son dance. I was hoping to get audio and video recording of that, and it just didn't it didn't happen. Um, but uh, uh, missing that, there there pretty much wasn't anything that was that was not there. And I was able to like cut out things from the wedding that kind of were you know we didn't we don't need to talk about those kind of things and really highlight things that were that were really special uh like the vow i fucking love our vows we did we just did we gave each other the best gift with our vows and then we did some really cool ceremonies and um and then i got i had the audio from every single person's toast and while they're reading their toasts i have it cut to like b footage of the whole the whole wedding and people and stuff and it's I kind of like picked B footage that kind of corresponds to what they're talking about a little bit. And, and then, and then I have two dance numbers and, 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 and one of them is kind of like a, a, a romantic uh, song. And there's like, you know, it, it has the, it has the, it has us walking through the field and, and holding us chill, each other in the sunset and stuff. And it's like, well, the music swells and it's just, you know, tear jerking, beautiful and then there's the other dance number that's just like the big party at the end and 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 it, and it ends with the 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 nighttime dancing and and oh man ah i'm just so happy with it it, it came out so great and i'm just um and and i feel like it, i had to take this time to step to to distance myself from it before i could have really put it all together but i just thought it was interesting like i kind of i kind of had to be motivated to start the project I've been putting off for a long time by starting a new project. Like that <laughs> kind of felt like, all right, I did this new thing and now I'm able to do this old thing. I've been, I've had my back burner for a long time. And that is, um, that is wonderful. Oh, I, I edited my brother's, um, wedding video and, um, I love the process. Like I, I love, I love putting all that stuff together because they didn't get, they got, obviously they paid for a photographer, but they didn't do the video thing. And so I did, I brought, I think it might even have been, was it even a flip camera at that point? Gosh. Yeah. 
it probably it would have been something like that. Um, no, in fact, it might have been a little camcorder because um, I used to love the flip cams. And they were so lovely, but uh, you know, quality don't hold up. Um, so it's probably a little uh, a little handheld. Um, but yeah, it was just it was yeah, it's a it's a lovely thing, and and uh, yeah, I love choosing the right music and getting the getting the beat just right so that a thing happens and then you bring, you know, the music swells and it's just, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Editing to the beat is, is a, a, a big part of the, what I wanted to do. And, and I loved, I loved timing all that, the, the, the perfect shots and all that stuff. It was so fun. I'm surprised you were able to do that in descript without losing your goddamn mind. Actually, no, it was, it was easy and fun. It was actually really great. There's once, once I got the hang of layers of video, um, that uh like when i when i was doing the hot ones video um i was trying to i was trying to use a a, a i was trying to use the sequence uh, feature where like two two videos or two audios are like lined up together and you can kind of go back and forth and that was that was pretty hard but once i once i realized how how good the timeline at the bottom could be um showing you the layers of audio and video um that really made it that really made it uh quite easy nice the other thing i just have a little update on is uh we we've, we've teased a couple times or i have teased a couple times about the uh who what when where and why and how of eating that i'm writing and creating and stuff and it's come to me over the past week that i want to make that into a course it's not a it's not a book it's not a a a a podcast i think it's a course and so um i'm i'm i've been taking a lot of notes and doing a lot of thinking and writing and stuff on that and gonna gonna work on that and try and make that into something so i i have some i have some cool things to say i think it's uh it's it's probably gonna be something like maybe two months long um because it's a lot of information and a lot of guidance that if someone were to look at it all at once, it'd be way overwhelming. But it's kind of like, uh, it kind of, at one point in the shower, I was thinking, man, this is, this, this is kind of the answer to everything. <laughs> and, then, and then I was thinking about extra questions that it could not be the answer for. And like, does this answer is there a god and and then my immediate response was well no there's not a god and yes of course there's a god like <laughs> the answer is no and oh yes of course uh but what's funny the, the, then my mind was going like no there's not a god there's not a singular god there's infinite gods because every every cell in your body creates and and every every organ creates and every we you know, we like, have atoms in it, us left over from the beginning of the universe exactly yeah and it's all it's all creation it's all you know that's and that's what god the the word god originally meant was creation and so you know is there is there a man in the sky on the cloud you know angry with you because you had too many whatever no but so i love i love the idea that on one page you've got the metaphysical question of is there a god and on on the next one it's a food tracker and how many calories are in a bean yeah exactly 
<laughs> Luckily, there's no there's no calorie counting. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm away from the. I'm away from the calories. Um, trying to get. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I, I've. It's all about protein, man. Protein's where it's at. Yeah, I've got to get more protein in. Um, in my well, in my breakfast anyway, because it's um, it's fatty, which is good, but not not carby. Um, so fats are good, but carbs not so good. Um, but you know, everything this is the thing. Everything in moderation. And I I was chatting to my friend today about this whole system because I'm I'm on I'm on a really nice trajectory at the moment. Um, and one of my rules for eating more healthily is the number one priority is that I'm not miserable. Um, I'm not going to, you know, that is a requirement is that I cannot um, look at a plate of food or contemplate what I'm having later and be like, oh, oh, <laughs> if that's how it makes me feel, then it's not going to be sustainable. Yeah, for sure. I just watched this great little clip of a stand-up, spe- uh, a stand-up uh, routine um, on, on Reddit. I'll see if I can dig it up and send it to you because it was actually really great and there's this guy who uh he he was overweight and he started he changed his diet to healthy food and 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 now he's doing better and he's kind of making a routine out of it and it was is spot on it was hilarious and one of the bits was um like when you eat when you eat unhealthy food you feel fucking great while you're eating it it's it's really great and then you got like eight to twelve hours of feeling like ugh. I got to go take a poop and then a nap and then another poop, <laughs> you know, or, um, you know, like that kind of thing. But when you eat unhealthy food, you, you scrunch down that eight to 12 hours of unhappiness into the length of the meal. And then you're really happy for the eight to 12 hours. You just swap <laughs> them around. <laughs> which, which is funny because people think healthy food is not tasty. Healthy food is great and then if you if you if you know how to make it man it's so good i have the best food of my life and i'm not having sugar or alcohol or uh, all the bad things um or even carbs like i haven't yeah I, I don't i don't do much bread or pasta or anything like that and i love every meal i have and i feel great from it so that's really fun yeah um <clears throat> i was wondering if it was ron funches because i know he's um he he's he's he was a big he was a big boy um he was a very generous boy and i think he's uh he's had a huge huge reduction oh has he oh good for him yeah yeah he's he's woof. yeah big big old change i can't remember what i saw him in i was like wow he's fair you know fair play um <laughs> yeah um i yeah it's uh, i've got my my breakfast burrito which is just Oh, it's so good, and it's you know, and I'll 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 get it better. I'll probably uh, throw in some more beans. There are no beans at the moment in the breakfast burrito that I have, um, but it's one of those where every time I finish, I'm just like, damn, oh, that's so <laughs> good, um, and it's like I'm not snacking, you know, through the day, and then I have my snack rule, which is uh, a portion is what you can fit in your fist. <laughs> Um, you know, because I was I was mm, gonna go through I a whole that. like yeah yeah I was gonna go through a whole like portion now at the right ingredients and stuff and then I just looked at, at the fruits I was, you know I've got a list selection of fruits and nuts um well fruits and raisins uh, nuts and raisins um and I was like you know what hump, just like hand in hump and there you go whatever I can fit in my fist that's a portion 
um, you know, uh, snack wise, if it's going to be something unhealthy, quote unquote, um, then it's just like, yeah, if if it, no no bigger than your fist, uh, clenched fist, and I'm like, yeah, that, that's a rule I can stick by. Um, and so then the game becomes finding the most dense, sort of uh, enjoyable food that you can pack into a fist size. So you know, because like popcorn, <laughs> yeah. popcorn's pretty healthy, but you you only get about oh, nine yeah. kernels it's very in a fist. Dense. Yeah, you know. But <laughs> whereas sure. edamame beans are tiny and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so I could probably get a whole thing of edamame. You know, um, and so uh, yeah, it's uh, that's a that's a nice little thing. But tonight I'm having. I'm, I'm enjoying myself and I'm doing, um, I've bought some non-alcoholic beers. I'm not a big beer drinker, but I know that I enjoy the Friday ritual of sort of saying goodbye to the week and watching a nice bit of TV or whatever. Um, and it's just sort of, that is much, you know, one of the things I realized that's much more powerful than the alcohol, than the, the, the effects of the booze. Like it is, almost all about that ritual and so yeah having having something that is supposedly alcoholic but actually doesn't allows me to keep on that streak um and also feel like i'm still you know having the same kind of kick um and so that kind of stuff i'm you know i'm looking forward to and yeah it's like i know this stuff's working because yesterday morning I had to sleep for an extra two hours because my body was just like, dude, we haven't moved for months and suddenly you're <laughs> moving every day. Come on now. <laughs> um, and so it was it was a really lovely moment because like I woke up at seven, which is when I, I nominally get out, put my, my clothes on, go for my walk. And I do, I took a piece of advice from, there's a couple of very good, uh, uh, health YouTube, uh, health TikTokers, and both of them are from Ireland. One's from the north, one's from the south, and they're both pretty sweary. Uh, one of them is extremely sweary and quite, quite, kind of quite aggressive. But it's all about like fat loss shouldn't make you miserable. Um, and one of his things was just get out and walk. And you know he was talking about how he hated going out for a walk, and so what he did was he just brought his morning coffee along. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's really sensible and simple and easily doable. So, you know, I've got my little travel mug, I fill that up and then I'm out the door. Um, and so I can, I can get my, my morning coffee and while I'm having a, a good walk. Um, and then, um, but, but yeah, so it got to, uh, yesterday, uh, and I got up at seven. I was like, Oh, I really feel like I haven't had enough sleep. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to sleep. I'm not going to, power through and you know no 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 i'm gonna do the same routine i'm gonna do the same thing i'm gonna get up i'm gonna go for my walk i'm gonna record morning creative and then i'm gonna come back i'm gonna have my breakfast and i'm gonna do my client work it's okay if it happens two hours later like that's okay what's important is you really need that rest now get that rest now and and don't have this whole and i don't know how this tracks with you but for years there was the whole like well, you know, you you should you should get up because obviously you're so uh, overweight or so whatever. The like, uh, like all this stuff that's like, no wonder you're tired because you've been so lazy. So you have to punish yourself by getting up, even though you feel tired. And it's like, who does that benefit? Yeah, not you. You know what I mean? What? Who? Who wins from that self-punishing attitude? I was thinking about that last night. Even like. 
and this is just, I don't know, something to kick around. It's like, what adult actually benefits from punishment? You know, if we think about, like, prison creates more criminals. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying we don't, but, you know, we find another way of dealing with people when they transgress. Um, uh, yeah. You know, but, like, because I was thinking about, like, okay, so you punish kids because you have to teach kids about consequences. But when you're older, so many of those consequences don't seem to apply. It's like you get punished because you didn't do your homework on time. When actually in the real world, what usually happens is someone goes, all right, well, that's not ideal, but can you get it to me by tomorrow? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's usually yeah. what happens. Um, yeah, and, exactly. You know, if you transgress in a social situation, the, the consequences are different. Yet, yeah, I don't know. It just it got me really thinking about punishment and and what that does and what it means and like, we do it because it feels like the the easiest tool that we can reach for, but it's got to be better ways, you know. And then when it comes to punishing ourselves, it's like, yeah, who who benefits from that? Um, which is not a, a, an original thought, but it was just one of those. And so, yeah, um, I got up today and uh, same thing, but it was only 40 minutes. You know, it was only 40 minutes late, but I still got everything done that I needed to do today. So I'm a happy boy. Not late at all. It's right on time. Oh, indeed. Precisely when it when it needs to happen. Um, when you when you wake up, mm. uh, and when you when you make yourself breakfast, uh, typically each morning, are you hungry for breakfast, or are you eating breakfast because it's it's time for breakfast? It's, it's first thing. That's a good question. I think um, if I if I stop to think about it, I would at some point get hungry because I do. Um, yeah, but if you're not if you're not like thinking about it, and and maybe even if you weren't like, because right now you're in the routine of having breakfast every morning, but maybe maybe if you weren't, or if you like you you just got to working, or you just got to 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 walking or playing or whatever, and you weren't thinking about food, do you think you'd be hungry? Some days, some days, yes, I know I would be. Um, because some days I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready for some food, you know tummy's rumbling um but also part of it for me is because yeah i could eat later i mean i'm not gonna skip it because i know at some point it's gonna get to 10 11 and then it's either make breakfast or it's have a snack or something smaller and it's like I, it's certain things i know if i eat between breakfast and lunch i'm screwed for the rest of the day because that's that my body's just said okay cool we're eating every two hours now <laughs> um and and that just that completely messes me up um and so you know i just become snacky all all, all day um so yeah i like part of this is i'm not looking to do anything radical i'm not looking to skip meals um uh you know i'm being traditional in many ways but also just you know keeping a keeping an eye on things Okay, that's cool. Uh, I've found for me that skipping breakfast has been a godsend. It's uh, I, I'm not hungry in the morning, and um, I don't get snacky. Actually, currently I only eat one meal a day, uh, usually a big lunch, and that satisfies me, you know, through the, through the whole day. And I, I don't do I don't do snacks at the moment. Uh, a kind of a, a thing that I've been researching a lot and, and, and finding a lot of interesting uh, details on through experimentation and 
and research is uh, it's kind of like an, an eight hour window of eating uh, keep and then and then allowing yourself to to have n- no no ingestion through through the rest of that time and it there's there's two like main functions of the body that kind of kick in when you allow yourself that much time to not eat. Uh, one is one is ketosis, which a lot of people are familiar with because of the keto diet. Um, which the keto diet's funny because they what they try to do is like get you into ketosis while you still eat, which isn't really a thing. <laughs> um, th- from what I understand, I don't I don't really I'm not a scientist, but uh, from what I understand from people who do seem to know what they're talking about. It's not really a thing, um, but ketosis is a great state to be in because you're you're breaking down your fat cells and using the fat cells as energy to to run your body and and your brain, and your brain actually runs smoother and faster and better on that energy source as opposed to the sugars that come from the food we eat because that's a little bit more. Uh, fast and 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 giddy and and um hyper uh, and it, it's a little bit more distracted and a little bit more unstable um but when you power it from a more stable long-term food source uh, energy source like the the stable fat that's throughout your your belly and your body then it it runs smoother it's like a different octane and then this other this other um, factor, this other process that your body goes through when you when you do uh, time restricted eating, is um, autophagy, which this one was new for me. I hadn't really heard about this or or, or understood it before, and it's um, it, uh, autophagy breaks down to self eating, and what it what it does is more or less the recycling system for your body. So the the body will look for um, cells that it's that's made that weren't maybe 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 were hastily put together or aren't in the best condition or have kind of run their course and they're kind of tired and 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 weak. Um, the body will 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 grab onto those, break those cells down for parts and use those parts to make the new cells that you need in the moment because you always need new cells you're always making new parts of your body um and you've got all these other things running around your system that that are kind of you're they're not they're not in their best shape just like uh you know the the cardboard the empty cardboard boxes and cans that we put in our bin and put up to the end of the street uh, those can be broken down and recycled and made into new cans that we can use. Same thing happens in our body with autophagy, but that only happens after like 12 or 13 hours of fasting. And another cool part of that is that that process breaks down cancer cells. And so like we all, we all have, we all have all types of, of cells in our body. And, um, you know, cancer cells are are not the body knows that they're not the right function. They're not the right thing that we should be doing. But if it never gets into this autophagy stage, we can never break it down ourselves. Um, but if we but if we do, then we can, and we can just like I'm testing out the theory that I'm not going to develop cancer because I'm I'm intermittent fasting, and and it's an interesting 
it's an interesting thing to try out for, for me, you know, it's not for everybody, of course, but I think, um, I mean, I say that because I, I actually do think that is for everybody, uh, in, 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 you know, it's, it's, it, cause it's a, it's a, it's a process of the body. It's a, it's a, it's a human thing. It's not for everybody in this moment, the way they are and and how they want to live their lives and everything. Like, I understand that people want to do. Well, I would things, say but- <clears throat> it is for everyone. The, the difference is the, uh, how intentional you are about it. So, um, my sort of, my take on a lot of this stuff is as, as interesting as I find, and this is possibly a naive take, but as interesting as I find genuinely, it's not like a, um, um, passive aggressive statement as interesting as I do find the, 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 the science behind this stuff. And, um, I kind of think, and again, you know, it's maybe naive, but if you are sensible, then these things take care of themselves and have done for a long time. And so, yes, you can do them intentionally. And if you are putting stuff into your body that is unhealthy, um, or you are practicing, you know, habits that we, you know, we we kind of know you shouldn't eat after a certain time period. And we we've pegged that to an hour of the of the clock. But it's like it's probably less to do with that and more to do with the kinds of things you're talking about. Um I kind of think those things take care of themselves. And I would rather, I kind of think the body probably, for me anyway, has a better idea of what it needs than if I keep tinkering with it, with the limited knowledge that I have or keep experimenting with. It's actually just like garbage in, garbage out, you know, like put good stuff in and not too much. Um, I mean, it's just one of those things. I can't remember where, where it came from. It was like, is yeah is it like yeah eat, eat eat the right stuff just just the right amount or whatever it is yeah uh eat mostly plants not too much yeah yeah mostly plants is the last part yeah yeah and it, it is yeah it's like eat the right stuff not too much mostly plants something like that um and i i do kind of go that's why i was calling it traditional which is not necessarily the right word but like yeah i tend to kind of think put put good stuff in and let the body take care of itself because it knows what it's doing. Um, if you're doing other things, then you're just fighting against that process. I mean, uh, when I said by doing other things, I mean by eating 15 burgers a day, um, you know, or eating all of the pizza, like then you're, you are actively working against the body. Um, and so for me, yeah, I want to just, I want to have my three square meals a day. Um, uh, because you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff attached to that and it's routine. And also it means like, because that's how most of us in the Western world do our mealage our, our food. It means if I go somewhere, cause I've done, you know, when I've done the keto thing, um, it's been miserable when I've gone elsewhere. Cause like I've had to take this horrible little meal, which looks disgusting. Cause it's got like, I've had to pre-cook it. And it's got, you know, this, this little bit of chicken or whatever, or this, this red meat. <laughs> um, and then, um, like a, a few shreds of, 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 um, uh, as you would say, zucchini, um, courgette, as we might say. And it's just like it limp and horrible because you're having to transport it and you go to your, like, I'll go to my parents' house and have this tiny little bowl full of, of stuff. And it's just like, you know what? No, if we're all having lunch, 
I want to have lunch. <laughs> if you know what I mean, it's like I don't want to then go. No, I'm fasting at this point. I don't eat between these. I just want to go. We're all we've all decided as a society. <laughs> this is when we have lunch. I'm having lunch. Um, you know, and that's kind of that's kind of how I want to <laughs> I want to do it because we all know food is not just food. Food is companionship. Food is sharing. Food is a way we spend time together. Um, you know, breaking bread, all that kind of stuff, and yeah, um, I still want to be. When you say food is, when you say food is companionship, do you do you mean food is social? Oh, I don't mean the food is. I mean, um, the act of yeah, 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 the sharing and the eating of it and the and the coming together. Yes, I I, yes, food is not my companion. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, because it is for it is for it used to be for me for sure. The, The two bags of candy in my in my cargo pockets, those were my companions. Oh yes, I've had I've had I've shared company with some bad bedfellows. <laughs> Same here. Like I I love all of that cosine, all of that. Um, the thing that I have noticed is food, especially the bad foods that we have been eating and we allow ourselves to eat occasionally or more than occasionally. Uh, in my case, those those foods carry messages with them, and like you know, in within the body. Uh, the 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 communi- there's a, a bunch of different communication systems like um like lipids and and um lectins and stuff and and these these are formed from the fats and the fibers that we eat uh that we ingest and whether they're good quality or bad quality can affect how they perform as signals within our body and 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 the, the reason why I bring that context in is like a food can tell us something. Um, it can give us signals that maybe we aren't asking for. When we're eating something like sugar, it's going to tell us we're more hungry than we actually are. Um, or you know that that was just a, a basic example. And so we can we can feel like uh, because of because of the routine that we have kept of eating three meals a day plus snacks, and because of the types of foods and the quality of foods we can get these messages to eat at certain times and to want to eat in certain ways when um that that might not actually be the best thing for us and if we were to try and break things you know it's usually about two weeks of discomfort uh trying to break away from from foods and from uh habits uh before you can like because you know keep interrupting myself um it's something that I was told so many times when, through my my fucking uh, decade now. Oh my gosh, my decade of trying to heal my body, trying to heal this fibromyalgia. It it was it wasn't until the last past like two years I've actually made headway on it, but I've been trying for a decade. And what I kept being told by doctors and naturopaths and healers is to listen to my body and let my body tell me what what i needed and that's sage advice that's correct but when you're getting a bunch of signals from the things you're eating and the things you're doing that are telling you to do the wrong things and you don't know that that's not your body like you just keep doing the bad habits because you think well this is what my body is telling me to do food is gaslighting you title it oh my that's oh wow i like that (laughs) okay there you go, TM, TM, TM. Uh, you, you also said in the in our previous episode, you said um, it's not, it's uh, it, it's it's simple, not easy. And I thought I was thinking like, sure, that's been said before, but man, I really like that, and uh, that that might be like 
either the name or a subtitle of of the course I'm creating. And then I just Googled it's simple, not easy. And there's like so many companies. It's like the org org is taken, the dot com is taken, there's a bunch of things. I'm like, okay, that's that's flooded. I'm not gonna take that. But uh, your food is gaslighting you. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Uh I mean <laughs> I'm 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 aware of of how you know like I sent uh, texting with my brother yesterday. My brother's a fit dude, and like he's in the kindest way given up, not like given up on me. <laughs> oh no, I get it. Yeah, but has like I, you know he's just like listen when he's ready he'll be ready or he'll he'll come to it or whatever. And the conversation I had with him last last year when he saw how much I was tearing myself apart and how much I was disappointing myself. Um, trying to live up to all these various different standards I had. And he just looked at me and he said, why don't you just be? Um, my brother's a sage. Um, he doesn't realize it. Um, he is a, he's an absolute sage. Um, I was aware sort of that there is the, the, um, the cycle that the uh, perpetually, not perpetually, that's not the word I want to use here, but the historically unhealthy person goes through. Um, where it's like, and this has been parodied quite well on by uh, one of the creators I'm following at the moment uh, on TikTok is the the whole thing of, you know, first of the month, I'm getting right, you know, I'm doing all the right things, I'm making all the right decisions. And it's like, I'm aware of the, um, the cliches, like I know. Um, but I think the difference is for me trying, well, making no promises um, making commitments, trying to look at streaks, looking at, at um, looking at things. So I, I reread Atomic Habits um, over the break, um, and that was a really good one to to get back into. Um, as a you know, it sort of reminded me of a couple of things, and I, I realized I hadn't actually fully finished the book. Um, and so, sort of reminding myself of the importance of streaks. One of the things that it addresses right at the beginning of the book, which is one of the things I've always struggled with, is the one of the metaphors he uses is like looking at a block of ice, and at what point, what degree, does it melt? Um, or it, you know, another another similar thing is like this is talked about in a Stephen Fry book. Is it's like taking a bunch of stones. Um, moving them from one place to another. So like you get one stone. Is that a heap? No, it's just one. Okay. Go pick up another, you know, like a pebble or whatever. Is that a heap? And at some point you've got what you could describe as a heap. What point did it go from not being a heap to a heap? Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, straw, the broke, the camel's back, all these different things. At some point, you know, you're not going to get to the moment where it's like, bang, it's all, it's all just worked. It, it's such a gradual thing, and that can be difficult. Um, and I was also thinking about, like, the last time I made a big, successful change in my lifestyle, it was the end of 2013, you know, literally 10 years ago. Um, and, you know, I lost however many, let's have a look, and just do it in pounds. Um, I lost about 70 pounds. Um, and... Um, yeah, and I think, but the interesting thing is, and I talked briefly about this on Morning Creative, I think this week, the difficult thing there is my goal was higher. Um, and in fact, my my goal, no, in fact, no, my goal was £70 and I lost less. And so 
although I'd made great progress, I still hadn't hit my goal. And that's the problem with goals. Um, and so when I'm going much more into habits and this is what I'm going to do every day or every week, that's what I'm focusing on because you, you can't, you can't control how much weight you lose. You can control how much exercise you do and you can control how much food you consume. You can't control how much weight you lose. Um, and, and you know, thinking that you can is like you, you're not understanding what's happening. Well, your, your body is reflecting your daily habits over time. Like, so it's, it's going to, you know, if you, if you make a new routine of new habits, your body is going to equal out to its new equilibrium and, and, and just be at that point. You're not going to, yeah, you, you can't you can't be like, okay, I'm gonna lose 70 pounds and just achieve that without like a, a substantial change in your daily habits. Like this there's there's no 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 way around that. Um No. And and you know, most of the success was achieved within the first half of the year. Um and then, you know, because I didn't know a lot about food science and and my brother was not like he he's learned a lot more now in the last five six years um i was eating stuff that was like nominally healthy but actually you know didn't have enough of the right stuff i wasn't putting the right stuff in i was you know concentrating on amounts and and too little rather than going well actually what you need is all the protein um and some fats and this that, and the other um and so i tried to do it all based on it's got to be less and then more exercise where it's actually exercise is not that helpful for fat loss it's all about the diet and blah blah um you know which is stuff i know now <laughs> so that combined with uh the the focus on output rather than outcome um i'm hoping means you know i can um i can get where i want to well not even get to where i want to get to because again it's not about a destination is i can keep in the right direction the the thing that came to mind when you when you were talking about uh your your goal of and and losing less than 70 pounds was like cuz it sounds like you either you gained it back or you know that that didn't that didn't stay yeah no it all, came, it all came back over the years and 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 more yeah so like and you 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 started it by saying it was like a a, a lifestyle change and it was, it seems like it was like a temporary, like, well, it was a, uh, it wasn't a, like, yeah, a, a permanent lifestyle change. Like that, that's kind of what has to happen is, you know, you need to permanently find what works for you in, in a, in a, in a new way. And it's going to be different than what you're doing now, because what you're doing now is keeping you where you are. Absolutely. And I think when we talk about lifestyle change, I think that can sometimes mean, I think that's interpreted as okay. Eat eat less or different of these things. Eat less or more of these things. Move less, more, or or, or whatever. Um, whereas actually, the lifestyle change is not that. It is much more of a mindset shift. Um, I think that's that's the bigger thing. Is like I said, shifting from goals to. I want to do these things every day or every week. Oh, these are the choices I want to make versus this is the outcome that I want to get, you know, cause I, I plugged it and it was like, it was all part of the reason it succeeded for so long. Um, and one of the things I'm really keen on now is, and, and it is, is really helping is for planning. So when I decided, I actually got quite excited about it, you know, 10 years ago, 
Um, you know, I got to this moment, I was like, I've really got to do something about this. Um, and so I sat with a spreadsheet and like, here's the, you know, the, the number of calories I'm supposed to have if I want to lose this amount throughout the year and I want to be sensible about it and I'm not going to crash. You know, I, I was still, you know, in, in the right mindset in that, you know, terms of like, this is not a crash diet. Um, but I want to lose this amount within, within a year. And so, okay, that means this is your calorie deficit. Um, and so I planned out all my meals and I put the order into my supermarket and I said, these are the things, this is everything I need to consume for the next week. Order me that. Um, and, and kind of rinse and repeat. And, um, it was the, and you know, making that as easy as possible. Was that easy? which bit writing out doing all the calculations of how many calories you need and apportioning it yeah but it was only really done once oh okay because okay. i was quite happy to um to eat the same things on the same kind of routine so i'd eat you know i mean it made me it made me regular as a motherfucker um like i was it was like i was on the dot <laughs> well you know it's like um yeah yeah i you could set your watch um and so, yeah, there were a couple of things that I didn't love. Like, I, I, I don't like porridge, but I was eating porridge. Um, and well, it's not that I don't like it. I don't love it. Um, but I had, you know, you could buy these pots of uh, John West, which is a brand that um, they put lots of... It, it's basically tuna, and then they resell and repackage tuna in lots of different ways. And so they had these pots, which were like tuna with different things in them. Um as like a lunch, you know, pot and they're quite expensive, but it was like, well, a view of these things in a triangle, you've got convenience, um, money and time, and you can't have all three. So you've got to figure out what you're going to sacrifice. I beg to differ. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, for, for food. I agree with that for remodeling. Holy cow. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I just disagree with that for, for food. I feel like, I'm eating the cheapest I've ever eaten. It is so freaking easy and takes no time at all. And I've lost a hundred pounds in the past two years. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's why I feel like I have something to say. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think, um, you know, we, we may, we may get me there, but we're, we're, we're not there yet. Um, and I know you're not trying to convert me, but, uh, you know. But. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, you are, but yeah, you are trying to convert me just on my timeline. On, on your um, time. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm just excited to, to say these things. And, and I, I just want to plant seeds and, uh, you know, water them and, and give them sun. And, and uh, we talked about um, the, 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 the different types of mind, sh uh, different, di different shifts, different habits to change. And, and you know, you'd, you'd mentioned like, the food in and uh you know exercise out and and other things that you could change and you you wanted to change your your habits your daily habits and 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 the, the mindset shift of 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 that kind of structure one mind shift mind shift that that two major mind shifts that i felt like i had to go through in order to actually change my daily habits and actually change my health over the over the long course one was like a a spiritual path um awakening to that and and and, and kind of encompassing uh sp spiritual physical mental and emotional health all all of those kind of had to be worked on and and 
approached together. And then on the food side, disconnecting, uh, and I know you're going to hate this um, because of what we just talked about, but disconnecting enjoyment from food. And like, yeah, we can have, like, I, I, when I go, I go out for lunch with friends, I'll eat whatever I want to. That's just great. We're having a meal. That's perfect. And, and, and a big part of, or one of the, 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 first, the first W of my course is the who, and that's about who you're eating with. And that matters. You know, it's not just about eating alone. You know, it's not just about like, uh, eating with people matters to us. We're social creatures, but disconnecting, getting enjoyment from food and, and thinking of it more as that's your fuel source and your, your nutrition and, and the, the building blocks of your body, not just a fun, it can be fun, but it's not, it, that's not its purpose. Uh, and that for me, that was, uh, you know, it definitely was its purpose before. Like, I was like, <laughs> I remember as a kid thinking, man, it's so cool that, you know, I can just like eat what I, I can eat all these, all this candy and I'm just fine. Like, I, w- I wonder how the body does it. <laughs> That's so cool. And then not thinking any more about it and just being yeah. like, gummy bear. Yum. Yeah, I think that, and that is, <laughs> that's a difference in, you know, the, like the way we were socialized and, and attitudes to food. And yeah, there's, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff in there, isn't there? Like food is not just food. Um, but also that, you know, what I'm just thinking there is this phrase has been rattling around in my head it's because sometimes it, 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 it knocks against me and I go, what do you actually mean? But there's the phrase, how we do anything is how we do everything. Um, and um, I was just thinking there about the who is really interesting because that's come up in a couple of places for me and, and atomic habits being one of them, 10 X is easier than, than two X being another one. And I think possibly, uh, the upper limit book, um, which I've forgotten about the big leap. Um, I think all three, and I suspect there's more, and I bet you Lacey has got some stuff to say about this as well, because everything is everything. Um, the influence that people have, because like just as you said, there are certain people who are like uh, a bowl of chips for the table. People, um, there are people who are I'm eating healthily. People, there are people who are share. You know, like dessert is everything. Let's share this. You know, like, and so how you. Like, it, you know, like with smokers, like, uh, it, yeah, I think that was the thing in the, the 10X book is like, um, one of the guys that was helped to stop smoking, one of the things that that he that he had to change about his life is who he hung out with, who he hung out with, because all of his mates were basically smoking mates. That's And, and so it was kind of part of their friendship glue that they all had a fag. Um, and when he didn't, he was then not part of that group. And so when he realized that, he's like, oh, that was the glue that was holding us together. Wow, that sucks. Um, and so there's a whole thing in there about the the habits and the the ways, that, you know, if, you, if you're with a bunch of people and they're going to, like, ostracize you because you're not going to have a burger, it's like, have a fucking burger. What are you doing? You're going to have a salad. What are you, some kind of whatever. Uh, and if you're prone to that, if you're prone to that, because we all are because we're social beings, if that then stings you're going to be like, well, I'm not going to be the guy who has a salad because we all get together and we all have a burger. Like, that's what we do. Or, you know, pancakes or whatever it is. 
And so the who, mm-hmm. the social pressure, yeah, and the social like, yeah, and he, not even just the pressure, just the traditions, just the norms, you know, all those things that are very subtle or can be subtle. Um, it, it you know, it, it goes can be subtle or overt, yeah, or overt, yeah. It goes back to that thing of like, yeah, how we do anything is how we do everything. Um, the the people that you hang around with, or if you, it's not the people. I think it's the it's that glue thing again. It's it's if you notice that and if you realize that is the thing that is, you know, the, the unhealthy bond is our shared attitudes to food. And I'm trying to break that. I have to then evaluate whether, you know, like not whether these are the right people to spend time with, because I you know, never advocate for shutting people out of your life, but like you have to look at that connection, just as you were talking about the connection between food and enjoyment. You may have to look at the connection between food and the people you're around and, you know, do you see those people in a different context? If, you know, if you find out that every time you go, you're breaking your diet because you're with these, these people, um, you then have to go, well, I'm not going to cut these people out of my life. I love them, but I need to see them in different circumstances. Um, and, and so you can keep it alive that way. And it'd be, or, or it's like, you know what, instead of all meeting up at our local, um, curry house on a Friday night, why don't you come around to mine and I'll cook us something, you know, it's, and if you, if you then don't like it and if you want to go and get a takeaway afterwards, you know, you know, by, by all means do, but like I've brought us all together. We've still broken bread. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going off, but like, uh, that's kind of, that's, I love stuff. it. I love it. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We're, we're, um, we're, we're walking our, our, our shamanistic paths. In 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 different ways, but like again, everything is everything. Like it all, it's all gonna, it's it's all gonna end up being the same thing. <laughs> That's kind of what I was I was saying uh, a couple episodes ago. Is I feel like you're you're trying to do the same thing that I'm trying to do, just in a different, a, just a, a, a different uh, shape, a different avenue. How are uh, how are things going with that? How's um how's your daily show? How's yeah? Part of the reason for buying this um for buying the games console is i was sat last night um thinking of so like getting into imposter syndrome and really kind of spiraling a bit about exactly who i'm for and all this kind of stuff and there's uh, you know it's another reason like i have to quiet the brain um, because there's so much analysis. Whereas like, if I look at what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, again, like output, I'm like, I feel like I'm doing the right things. I'm, um, I'm, I'm sending the right messages. I mean, I've, I, I, I recorded an episode for last week, uh, for, for next week about like, I've never had so many positive comments on a, on a podcast project. Um, People are coming out the woodwork, not coming out the woodwork, but like people who, you know, I mean, I, I got a guy who says, I'm not normally a podcast guy, but I, you know, I, I listen every day and, and and it's great. And like I've had, and I'm storing all of these comments in a, in a place. Um, That's amazing and well-deserved. Thank you. Um, but the, you know, it shows me that I'm obviously on, I'm on the right track. Um, and so the stuff that I'm putting out is good. I'm getting hung up because there are all sorts of shoulds around, um, you have to know exactly who you're for. And at the moment, I'm like, actually, what's interesting is this is resonating with quite a few people that are not necessarily who I deemed to be my target. So what is potentially interesting is looking at if I carry on doing this stuff 
and and um trying to get this stuff out of my brain and put it in order i don't know there's the part of me which is slightly counterintuitive which gets us to the very point of of what we were doing with convergence from the beginning is like there's a lot of stuff that we're supposed to do with our businesses that that you know we're questioning and one of the big things like you know i've all been all about for the last couple of years is like you've got to n- nail down your who and absolutely and, and and like yesterday i was like yeah but the what is looking really good right now and i'm kind of interested in just continuing that knowing knowing that i'm you know it's coming from me and from what i'm learning and a, and a, an idea of a connection there that i've got to something but i could probably end up going down a bunch of different wrong alleys if if every week i'm like actually maybe it's for these people maybe it's... and so it might be at the moment going well there is something here that is obviously resonating with people let's not worry too much about what i define that connection to be a connection is going to, is going to emerge um because if i've got people who are um who run uh, business schools and then i've got people who are illustrators and then i've got people who are uh who run who are in academic uh, academia and they're all going this is good work or i've got people who uh are leadership consultants and you know and uh, you know all these different people are saying they're enjoying and finding value from what i'm doing it's like okay there's something here that is worth exploring rather than getting so hung up on i've got you know so i don't know there's there's there might be a whole meta idea here about content as positioning as in making the thing that you want to make that's coming from your brain that's coming from your heart that's coming from what you feel and what you're learning and letting that be the thing that helps you discover who you're for rather than picking spinning around three times taking a pin and throwing it or taking a dart and throwing it at a board and going i guess i'm for these people what what came to mind is you trying to pin down who you're for sounds a lot to me like you trying to pin down wanting to lose 70 pounds and why does why does your audience have to be something that you define I know that that's been something that you have talked a lot about in your different projects over the years. And I think that you have made a lot of great arguments around it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There, there is a lot of sense behind it. Different times and different contexts. Well, tons. But I'm wondering if in this case, I mean, it's kind of for everybody. Like, you know, we're both, you know, everybody that, that resonates, everybody that, comes to you for it Mm, that's it isn't it that's the tricky thing like who is it for it's for the people it resonates with yeah and you can't you can't predetermine those people i think i don't know i maybe i'm wrong but i'm one i'm wondering if it's something to think about yeah no absolutely i think it is um yeah it is what's fun is is how counter to and that's that's also part of where i've been going it's like trying to take less you know less advice (laughs) um and 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 i think that's working um because yeah like i i don't know the path for this thing but i i you know it's it's in it's working for people and i could possibly do more damage and possibly in the past have done more damage by saying no i'm deciding because all the 
books and all the people that I follow who I believe in tell me, actually, no, you've got to get really down to these people and define them. And it's like, like you said, yeah, there's a lot of sense in that. And for most businesses, it works. But there's some, for some reason, what I'm doing, what I'm pursuing at the moment, I don't think fits that. Um, and yeah, that, that, yeah, that deserves um, scrutiny. Aren't we making good decisions? You should call this podcast Brendan and Mark Make Good Decisions. <laughs> That's the subtitle, yeah. said hang you with your world painted blue i said fuck you <laughs> fuck you i was the brightest light you ever knew that was not for you sir 